what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Alan Jackson here, Brian Jackson over to my right on the screen here. Brian, how are you doing? I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling alive, Alan. I'm feeling, you know, like literally this is you, right? The youth is you that I'm seeing yeah. live and in person. We are live. On time. So for all of our listeners and watchers who have watched past episodes of us doing this show, um, we haven't always been live. We've actually been recorded <laughs> and we recorded at a time that's convenient and then we play it back as a broadcast but this time we actually are live uh truly live we're 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 recording this as we're sitting here which is kind of exciting but it's also nerve-wracking just like it's live and uh you know i I, again our multitude of watchers and listeners brian most of them listen and watch after we broadcast so not expecting many uh live viewers as we're going along but hopefully people are watching this uh, after we've already published it, I mean, but um, what else? What else would people be doing right now? I mean, there's nothing. There's really nothing else going on in their lives except right yep. listening to two guys talk about. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! But this is Brothers in Tech. This is a show my brother and I've been doing for a couple of years now, where we talk technology. But it, it's important to be a dis- uh, very specific about this. We do talk about family, home, personal technology, things you could use in your everyday life. Instead of uh, getting into the corporate business world or enterprise type of technology, it's really what are some things that you could be doing or using in your everyday life and how do we help you make use of that, both through some education that we, we try to share or in the case of today's episode, which I know we're both very excited about, Brian, is our bits episode, our brothers and tech suggestions episode. The idea being here that you and I once a month or so, we bring together on this episode uh, our suggestions, some technology that we have uh, brought to the table that we want to share with each other and with the audience. Um, they call our brothers in tech suggestions or our bits. And for those of you who are not have not heard me comment on this, this that was the creation of Mr. Brian Jackson. That was his idea for this acronym. He came up with Wait a minute, phrase. This is, this is live and being recorded, right? It is. So it's, it's okay, there for posterity okay. for anybody to see. Um, my brother took the phrase brothers and tech suggestions and looked at the first letter of each one and said, huh, that makes a word. And that's how we have the bits episode. So congratulations, Brian. Great job. Yeah, on that. Thank you. Thank you. And of course the bits has something to do with technology as well. I just, I just thought it was, I mean, it was, it was genius. Um, I mean, just to be, completely honest. Uh, it was, it was genius. And yes, I took time off after that. I haven't contributed anything to the show since then. Um, but it still lives on. <laughs> Have you done anything actually that lives on, uh, in, nope. in this Not show? No, nope. no. Okay. Not a thing. I'm, yeah. I'm here for, I live in the moment. I'm just here to provide uh, my, my, my knowledge. And then I don't do anything outside of that. Well, you're consistent. You're consistent I am. at that. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Well, what well, do you want to, you want to get into this? I mean, I guess, I mean, we're here, yeah. right? Might as well. So our brothers in tech suggestions. So here, here's kind of the, the way we like to compete with this. 
A, we want to see who brings out the best suggestion at the end of the episode. I think, Brian, you've got two. I've got two. Is that right? That we're going to share? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant two of the best over time. No, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. You, yeah, you've got think, two think, to share. I do. I have to have two okay. to share. Yes. I All have right. two to share. So you've got two to share. I've got two yep. to share. So yep. the, the contest is a little bit of who has the best brothers in tech suggestion by the end of the episode. Um, and my also question is always who who's going to end up spending the most money yeah, after yeah. this episode buying some of these suggestions. That's always a good question mark too. So, um, well, how, how confident are you feeling today? How fa- confident not, are you? Not feeling much. No, not great. Not really either. Um, minor, minor. Okay, I was okay. going to say minor. Okay. Yeah, I wish they were yeah, better. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping mine reaches the okay level. Uh, let me, let me go first. I'll go, I'll go okay. first. Okay, go first. <clears throat> All right, great. So Brian, so, the first brothers and tech suggestion. Brian, please take it away. All right. So Alan, I, and I have to be completely honest. I think I've mentioned this type of tech before, but I haven't mentioned this specific one. Um, so, um, what I am going to suggest today, and I'm actually going to give you a suggestion of one that I have, and I'll give you a say non-suggestion of one that I bought and had to return. So that, that helps you out a little bit. All right. So Alan, let me, uh, let me share the, the mug warmer. Okay. So I have a, a, a mug, warmer. Co- a mug warmer. Okay. So let me, let me give you a little back, uh, backstory. So, uh, I'm someone who I, I get coffee every day. I take coffee to work with me. Um, usually I put it in a thermos, something like that to, uh, to try to make it through as much of the day as possible. But, but I tend to, I kind of milk my, my coffee throughout the day. So it'll last me, um, well, until the afternoon, I'm still drinking coffee right now from the, you know, the original pot this morning. Um, but I sit at my computer a lot and at my desk and kind of working through meetings and that sort of thing, head out to class, whatnot. And I find that a very frustrating part is getting cold coffee at the end of the day, cold tea, something like that. So, um, so I, you know, went a couple of years ago actually, and, uh, well, right when COVID came about, I said, you know what, I'm sitting down at my, my, uh, uh, office desk throughout the day now on Zoom. Let me see if I can find something to where I could keep my coffee warm. Uh, they have very expensive versions of this where you can actually buy the the mug that goes on this and the mug itself kind of conducts heat as well, has a digital element to it. Mm-hmm. I just went pretty simple and went with a little platform that heats uh, and you set your your mug down on top of it, and it radiates heat into the mug, so that it keeps it uh, keeps it warm. This mm. is the one that I have now. This is my second. Well, this is actually my third one that I purchased. My first one I have in my office. It's been working for the last two years. It's great. Uh, it's pretty simple. You put your mug on top of it, and as the gravity of your the weight of your mug clicks down the base so that it knows something is on it. And then the heat begins to radiate. So you don't have to do anything. You just put the mug on it and it starts heating. When you take it, take the mug off, it releases the, uh, the little switch and it stops heating, right? Pretty, pretty easy. Um, okay. So I put one, I took that to work, love it. Uh, and then I realized, well, the days that I'm at home, I'm missing it. So I decided to buy myself a second one. Um, the second one I'll get to in just a minute as a, as kind of a warning, um, didn't work out so well, sent it back and ended up going with this one. Um, and I can't even really tell you what the name of this one is. Sorry. Let me look at it's H E C L X H E C L X. He, he clicks, 
He clicks maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. H E C L X. Um, and I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with this one so far. And, and let me tell you why this one I actually like even better than the first one that I bought, uh, you know, a couple of years ago is this one has three different temperatures. So I put my mug down on it, it turns on, and then it remembers the last heat setting that I had. It's got a digital oh, screen on it, oh, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I'm 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 actually have it in front of me right now. I just put it down on and it says 167 degrees, and that's the highest setting. I can the next one down is 149 degrees, the next one down is 131 degrees, and then there's an off button. So what I like is obviously having three different settings is really nice because, you know, depending on the, the liquid you have in there, depending on how much you have in there, whether or not you need to really heat it up. Um, the high heat is kind of nice just to get something going fairly rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, say I've been I've had it off of, off for a while and it's cooled down and I want to get it back up, but it gets it really hot and probably okay. too hot to be mm-hmm. if you had it constantly on there for a while. Uh, it'll end up burning or, you know, searing some of the uh, the liquid that you have in there. So that's really good for heating it up quickly. And then probably the middle setting is really good for me. Um, so this is, you know, super, super slick. Um, you know, it's not the most attractive thing in the world because it is. I'll kind of roll over a couple of them here um, so that you can see. Yeah. So there you can see kind of what it looks like at top. So it's got the digital screen, all right? The digital screen will pop on. You can see the temperatures down at the bottom that you can click on. It's just touch um, touch sensitive. So the moment that I put my mug on, it registers that, hey, I need to turn on. And then it remembers whatever the last setting was that you had. It will, you know, it will bring that temperature up. Um and then, so as you see there, you put it down and there's the screen, right? The screen comes on and says, here's right. what temperature that I'm using. Uh, take it off and immediately it turns off. So now it will stay hot, right? So here's the thing. Okay. If you had kids, if I took this off and it had been on for a while and I walk away and a kid comes up and puts their hand on it, it's it's still hot. It's kind of a glass okay. top that's radiating heat, um, but not forever. I mean, it, you know, a couple minutes and it's back cool again. But Brian, is is it pretty instantaneous once you set the the cup back on there that it starts to heat back up again? I mean, it's, it it starts to heat pretty quickly. Yeah, so I yeah. could I could put put it this way: if if it was completely cold, and I think I actually did this, I pressed down on it with my finger just to right. see. Okay, is it coming on pretty quickly? And yeah, ten seconds later, I'm I'm feeling it. So mm. uh, it it doesn't take long. It's got kind of a, a obviously a radiant heat in there. Um, and it's got some other nice features, like if I were to forget, which I had done with my old one, I forget having a coffee on there, leave, maybe even just a little bit left and mm-hmm. forget it for the night. And it will just continue to burn and, you know, kind of burn everything that's in there. This has a four hour shot off. So the moment, you know, if you've had it on for four hours, it turns off. Now, of course, that four hours resets every time that you lift it off and put it back on. Um so no, I mean it's 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 incredibly uh, slick. Um, as you can see here, twenty dollars um, is okay. probably about right. I think you can find the you can find a bunch of these. They're anywhere from mm-hmm. fifteen to, to twenty. Uh, I will say this most likely was you know uh, maybe a Chinese company. I just look on here and notice what is this mild, warm, hot one meet your mouth. I don't know yeah, what uh, that means. Um, I, I always have fun on Amazon, sometimes reading the titles and descriptions of things. You can tell it's gone through different iterations of translations and the uh, editors and whatnot. Right. Yeah. 
But, you know, I will say this one, this one has worked fairly well. Now, let me really quickly tell you the, the negative side uh, okay, of sure. the warmers. This, okay, I'm showing you a different one, uh, which is the first one that I bought this last time. So after I bought my original one, which was really simple, I said, oh, I need another one of these. I ended up buying this one because it looked really nice, uh, mm -hmm. nice packaging and everything. Um, it's called the Ken. And of course, it had, you know, shown up to, on Amazon as well, but a lot of different uh, reviews seem to be really good about it. Um, this one came in and it mm -hmm. was super slick. Uh, it's a touchscreen on the front. You can see down here where the real red button is, mm -hmm. you touch it and it can go from red is the hottest, um, you purple. And then I think the next one is something like, uh, blue or whatever is to be the lowest. Right. Right. And then it also came with this little silicone top that you put on it to try to, I guess, enhance the heat or keep the heat in. Right. Well, so I bought that. Got it in, super excited about it, and I couldn't get it nearly hot enough. I had it on there forever, mm -hmm. and it felt like it actually was going the other direction, that it wasn't enough to keep the, the heat. So I bought this, ended up sending it back, bought the other one. That one works fine. Uh, I did want to mention, I, although I love this company, I love the fact that they seem to be very professional about what they do. I want to have to tell you, they sent me a, an email just today, uh, actually, mm -hmm. about my return and you know kind of explaining to me and so i just want to read a real quick uh section of this it says oh it says this is good i love this I no no this is, this is really good actually it says yeah. when developing our when developing our unit we consulted with expert coffee tasters and found mm. out that the ideal tasting temperature range is 120 to 140 degrees we also looked okay. at the latest scientific and medical research that showed routinely drinking hot beverages at 149 degrees or greater led to dramatically increased risk of cancer and work to ensure that we would keep, uh, keep uh, safety under this limit. Starbucks and other chains still serve their drinks at 150 to 170. So many of us have been conditioned to enjoy far harder, hotter drinks than is recommended, which is why the safer, safer temperatures feel a bit cool compared to uh, that when we first switch over. So basically Wait. they're trying to tell me that, that the reason that they, theirs doesn't get that hot is for my safety alone. And uh, my enjoyment of coffee really should be at a lower temperature. But look, I'm, I'm just voicing this because I think this is a little alarming here. So are you meaning to say that the company Ken is announcing that Starbucks drinkers, it's causing cancer. Is that what I'm hearing? Esophageal, esoph esophageal cancer. I, I do not know, Alan. I honestly have not had a chance to look at the research of this, but here's, here's, my, here's my thing, right? Yeah. They say that the ideal tasting range is 120 to 140, and we want to target keeping things between 120 and 140. Well, okay. So to me, if you've got three, range, three settings, how about giving me the 120 to 140 in the middle somewhere? And then mm -hmm. still allow me a rapid heat above that if I want, right? Don't right. go and try to say, you know, we're going to cap you out at 140, even though you're used to drinking Starbucks at 170. Um, so I felt mm -hmm. a little bit kind of annoyed by this, you know, rather and also <laughs> saying, little, by the way, you know, keep keep yeah. the silicone on. And, you know, it's like, okay. It's a little condescending, right? Wouldn't it be a little bit to kind of say, well, you know, you really shouldn't be drinking coffee that yeah. we're not going to let you drink it that hot because you really shouldn't be, right? See, and it would be one thing if I said, "Hey, I really, you know, want to scorch my scorch my coffee and get it up there." I just basically said, "Listen," when I sent it back, I said, 
this isn't keeping it nearly as hot as what I have a single temperature one that I have previously, and I have it on your highest temperature. So if that was the case at, say, the middle temperature, I'd be like, oh, great, right? You gave me an option, but you also told me don't go in the red for more than X mm-hmm. amount of minutes or something like that. But yeah, no, it's, it's uh, you know, I have to say I was a little taken back by that. And I get it, right? Maybe that's their model uh, of, hey, we're, we're trying to get it. It is a warmer, not a heater. Um, but, you know, to me, the way that I like to, to enjoy coffee or to enjoy a hot beverage is going mm-hmm. to be give me options. Right. And this, yeah, there's three sure. levels, you know, at the lowest, the 130 seems to be right. If I'm just wanting something warm, 140, that is pretty good, probably for my normal drinking, because I like a little hotter, but mm-hmm. it looks like that's potentially going to be borderline cancer for me. And then the hottest, right, it should just be like, maybe have a setting that says, we're going to only allow the hot to stay on for two minutes. When you do it, it's almost like a boost. And then we'll go back to the normal or something. But mm. You know, I feel yeah. I felt a little a little annoyed by that. Um, I, I will say that. the product itself was great. The product itself was good, but that should probably be something that people are aware of uh, if they're looking into these. What not, is the temperature that you actually want? Yes, not for someone yeah. who likes the, the really hot, you know, fresh off the um, uh, Starbucks drive-through window temperature right, right. because it's not going to get you up to that level or stay at that level, right? Yeah, and I think the the idea would be, you know, if if I wanted to. If this was only for me drinking coffee at my my desk all day long, then that's one thing. But there also can be uses of, hey, I want to get it hot enough so that I can take it off of this thing and walk around the house and it still be warm. So, yeah. you know, I, I would just say it's a big plug to, if you're looking at these, a big plug to ones that will go beyond maybe what your drinking temperature is, just so that you can actually keep it warm enough, get it up fast enough um, to be able to make it use, uh, make yeah. use of it. Okay. So That makes sense. Um, so, you know, be prepared, be, right. be aware of cancer, cancer opportunities. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not making light of that at all, but I am, I am no, but I'm you. honestly, I want to research this. Cause I mean, I, mm-hmm. I do drink really hot coffee from like a Dunkin' Donuts or some other places about every morning. So I, I kind of like to know what's going on. So I'm going to be agree. researching that a little bit. We meant to follow back up with that. Cause I think that's more of a public service announcement thing we can do. Yeah. Uh, even if it's outside of the tech, tech realm. Yeah. Um, Okay, Brian. Well, we just spent sixteen minutes talking about a, a coffee warmer. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. No, it was good. It was good. I, and that I was actually it. the one I wasn't going to talk that much about. But anyway, that's, that's okay. Good. I uh, I I've already added it to my Amazon cart because I I would like that. I like it. There you go. What you see, sweet. Yeah, uh, but I see welcome. your fifteen minutes about a coffee maker, a coffee warmer, and I will see you with my pick, uh, the one that I thought will probably take two minutes to talk about and i'm not terribly (laughs) excited about but it's still important technology to share so i bought a new cable recently a new cable and um (laughs) it's gonna get it gets even better um it is a new cable i bought um brian let me ask you your your bag that you you your work bag or or anything you use for transporting your laptop or tablet with you and of course it's got adapters and cords in it yes. right yes okay yes um, dongles dongles and cords for i don't know about you but it's really frustrating to me I, I have probably i counted at one time i had seven different cables in my bag because mm. my my uh, i have my laptop charger in it which is obviously one type of cable i've got a cable for my ipad with an adapter for it for power i've got my apple watch 
cable and adapter because yep. if I'm ever traveling, yep. whatever, I need the watch charger. I've got another one for uh, my iPhone, all different connectors. And then there's some devices I've got or some adapters that are actually the little micro USB, micro USB. Uh, <laughs> ends, which I hate, but you got to have them because there's just too many things out there that need them. Yep. So yep. I felt like I had like four or five at least cables at any given time. Sometimes I have, sometimes I had more. And I don't know why I didn't think about this earlier, okay? But I got sent an email from a company that I've, I bought things for from before. He said, hey, we're running a special on this particular product. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I've never gotten one of these because it makes perfect sense for what I'm doing. So I'm going to share the screen, and I'll show you. And as soon as you see it, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, this is the cable I bought. It is a four-in-one multi-port cable. Uh-huh. Single USB, here it is right here in the flesh, single USB on one end, and then you have an iPhone lightning cable for your iPhone. You have a micro USB for a, I guess what, uh, Android Galaxy phones use use those, I believe, unless they're using yeah, lots of PC. Lots Other of little devices and products mm-hmm. you have use that. It's got a USB-C, which I need for my iPad or some other devices. And... It's got the Apple Watch uh, charger on yep. it as well. Okay. Nice. So a couple things I like about this. One, it's one cable, which I'm always in favor of. So I have one cable I've now put in my bag, and I know I can adapt anything I need to. And two, it takes up one USB port on your computer or whatever you're plugging into. Again, I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm always running out of ports to run, plug yep. things into. I even have a docking station that has like, you know, three or four USB-A ports on it, but I still use them all. This has got me down to where I'm pretty much keep a cable like this plugged in. I can have any of my items charging off to the side. I don't have to worry about it um, taking up multiple ports on my computer to charge these things. Mm -hmm. So for travel, that's a big thing for me. If I'm going to go travel somewhere, I need to have this cable with me, and it's the only cable I take out of my bag in a hotel room or somewhere else, and I can plug it in. And I know I can charge all of my devices on one cable. Um, now, I was a little concerned when I got it, thinking that maybe I wouldn't be able to charge multiple things plugged up at the same time. Like maybe it just wouldn't carry enough power uh, for it. Has not been the problem. I've actually had three items charging on this at one time, and all three are charging. So, uh, and do you notice works. any da- you know, speed of the charging seems to be fine? I, I haven't really gauged the, the charging, but most of my charging is, you know, I'll charge things you know, overnight. Or right. something. So, right. uh, you know, I, I don't really, and I guess if you're, if you're traveling, you it's not that big of an issue, right? You're, you're trying to at least top things off. Yeah. Even if it's charging things a little slower, I'm okay with it. The convenience and the, com- and just the simplicity of it just really helps me a lot. I just love the fact that it's all four adapters on one cable. And uh, yep. again, Apple watch, iPhone, iPad, if it's an iPad that uses an a, a USB-C, mm-hmm. um, or if I've got any other random device, I've still got a fourth adapter that might be able to work with it. So, yeah. Um, so obviously that's a, that's a USB-A connection. Yes. Yeah. Right? The, the, the end that yeah. goes into your computer or your charging or wall socket or whatever is a USB standard A adapter or uh, yep. end on it. And so you, I don't know. Do just, you know, I, is it a data pass through as well or is it just power? Oh, no, it will do data pass through. Okay. Yeah. I've actually... Okay had my phone connected and I can actually see it connected and I see, you know, my iPad connected when I do that. So yes, 
Um, nice. It's great. $18. I think it's well worth it for a cable like this. Um, again, it, it has let me feel comfortable taking a few of the, the cables out of my travel bag and leaving them at home and just having one of these. And then I've got one of these at my office, always plugged into my, my dock. So that way I know I can always charge any of the devices I need to right there with one cable. So yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Slick. The four in one multi-port. Uh, I bought it from cult of Mac. They're running okay. deals on the store, but I, I, they sell them everywhere. You can do a search. There's a lot of these out there. I can't attest to the quality of the products from other ones, but I do know the one here cult of Mac that they sell is the one I got. And it was, uh, it, it did really well for me. Uh, nice. It's a cult of Mac, the four in one multi-port Apple watch charger. It's got it in black or white, so you got some options there as well. One more question, Alan. What's the yeah, sure. what's the length of it? Is it? Like a six foot, probably three foot, six foot. I'd say four, four feet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Not yeah, terribly good. long, but long enough. Like I've got it stretched out here. Yep, in my arms. Okay. Um, wow, look at that. I mean, we're we are show and tell everything here. This is. Pretty slick. Very nice. Yeah, let me take this back. I'm going to actually show this a little bit more visible here. But there it is. Yeah. So nice. again, simple. And yeah, there are a lot of these on Amazon. I, I I can attest to the different vendors that make these, the quality, and if they'll allow you to charge multiple things at the same time or not. But I can say the one Cult of Mac on their store that I bought did work, worked really well. I'm very happy with it. And again, I, I think I'm going to get two more of them and just keep one at my home set up one in my office set up and one in my work bag. And that way I always have all the chargers I need in one place through one cable. So very nice. Yeah, that's good. So again, I, I didn't take as long as you did, but well, um, I mean, you're not, yeah. you know, obviously not as quite as engaging, but that's, that's okay. Um, I mean, you've got your point across. you got your point across. My uh, next I, one is a little more interesting. Can I ask one more quick question with the Apple Watch? Does it has that? Does it have the magnet kind of element to it? So you know how it kind of yes. clicks on mm-hmm. the bottom. Okay, yeah, which is great. You yeah. can tell it's not quite the quality that Apple does. I mean, it's but plastic, it does. Right? It does have a magnet on there, and it does. Okay. Uh, I do feel it kind of lock onto it a little bit. So nice. Uh, I don't feel like it's going to be as secure as a, a legit Apple one that they make, but um, it's good enough. Yeah, it's definitely good enough. Very yeah. cool. All right. Hey, uh, let me, uh, let me call out just, you know, because we are live and we, we did, you know, say if anybody wanted to make any comments, Brian, going back to your, we have someone watching, going back to the long, fascinating, uh, coffee warmer discussion (laughs) that we had. Um, someone made the comment, uh, and and this is not a relative of ours. I promise, uh, Danny Jackson, who I know Danny Jack, Danny Jackson's a listener of some other shows I produce and great guy. He did ask about the, uh, the coffee heater question about the whole Starbucks, uh, hot coffee causing yeah, cancer. Yeah. Uh, well, that would be a huge lawsuit, probably, wouldn't it? And the answer is yes, it absolutely would. Certainly is. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so yeah. we are going to I mean, obviously if, if follow up on that. If, if McDonald's has been sued from burning someone's lap, I would burning assume someone, that I imagine burning their inside of their mouth and causing giving cancer them cancer will definitely uh, do that as well. Yeah. Good, good point, Danny. Again, not related, Danny Jackson, but we love the last name. Um, yeah, awesome. So great. Uh, Brian, we're going to move on to your, uh, your second one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, okay. Let me, let me maybe set this up for a second here. Tell me when you um, want me to add it to the, to the show. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the, one of the items that we've talked about many times, Alan, both as a, uh, as a topic, uh, as well as I think probably even a bit in the past has been kind of home thermostats. 
and mm-hmm. how you and I have kind of tested out a number of different thermostats, especially the big ones, right? We had, a, I had a Nest for a while, have an Echo Bee now, Echo-B. I think you have an yeah. Echo Bee as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they're, and they're great, right? I, I can not speak highly enough about being able to take your thermostat to kind of a, a smart thermostat, being able to control it from uh, another location, being able to, you know, get some, some additional information about it, how much energy did you save, all that sort of stuff. So I'm a big fan. Um, However, I live in a slightly older house, not nearly as old mm-hmm. as, as what you're living in, Alan, but uh, ours was built, I think, in the 60s. So, And we have a basement. And of course, as you can imagine, with multiple level houses, I'm sure many people experience getting it to heat evenly throughout that uh, house is almost impossible. So what's nice about something like the Ecobee is that you know it has little sensors that you can put in different locations so that it's not just registering the sensor at the thermostat and it's not getting, mm-hmm. you know, misreading, but we have a, we have a basement area and we love the fact that the basement area is always a little bit chilly um, so that you can go down there kind of curl up. Uh, but there are times we need some heat down there and we're not getting the heat from our thermostat. So what we went looking for was just a standard kind of ceramic heater, like a stand heater, something that we could put down there and control and we've had one for, for a while uh, that was used, uh, had a thermostat setting where you could say set it to 70 and it would cut off at 70 and all that. But that one gave up, you know, ended up dying on us. And uh, I started thinking, and I had not really considered this before, but I wondered if they had Wi-Fi heaters, ways that I could control even little stand heaters uh, via Wi-Fi. So Alan, go ahead and throw that up. Okay. <clears throat> what we ended up buying uh, was a... Uh, a Tommy, a Tommy smart Wi-Fi ceramic tower heater. And so this is just a normal space heater that you would, you would see, you know, it's been around forever, right? The, the small stand heaters, uh, it'll swivel and kind of turn and, you know, uh, spread the heat out. Uh, this one I think is 1500, uh, BTUs if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's, it's made really for like maybe a, maybe a thousand square feet, um, I think we've got it in a slightly larger space, but mm-hmm. uh, here's what's really great about this. And again, I had not thought much about this before, but you know, with a space heater, there's always a concern. So we're down there watching TV maybe at night, and then when we leave the room, that's not something we want left on all the time. One, because we don't want to waste the the energy of that, you know, running when we're not down there. But two, I've just never felt very safe about space heaters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're heating up a coil very quick, quickly and you've got it on the floor. Whether you've got dogs that might knock it over, you've got you know kids that may get close to it. So the fact that it's a Wi-Fi smart heater allows, allows me to go into an app and actually set a thermostat. I can also control it via uh, the smart home, uh, so Alexa, or through Google Home. So I can say, you know, Alexa, turn on the heater. And mm-hmm. I've now got a program that that's the heater and it knows what the heater is. And I could say, Alexa, turn the, th- turn the heater to 64 degrees and it will set the thermostat on the heater and the heater will uh, end up working until, you know, it reaches that temperature. Um, so, but some other cool things about this, you can actually set schedules through the app. So you could say, you know what, we're always down here in the evening. Mm. Let's go ahead and have this start heating at, you know, six o'clock. So that by mm. seven, when we're down here, it's ready to go. But we let's also make sure it's always turned off at a certain time, so we're not wasting it. Um, 
So it's it's been great. Uh, it's it's worked incredibly well. Um, I'll tell you another nice little safety feature um, that I didn't even think about when I when I ordered it. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can actually get this to work. And Brian, real quick, what's the brand name on this one again? Yeah, it's a, a, a Tomi Smart, A-T-O-M-I, a Tomi okay. Smart. So they actually do a lot of smart devices, and I had not heard of that company before. But uh, sure. Um, but yeah, they do a they do a nice job. Alan, I'm going to share another sure piece here with you. So you can see the um, the app in action. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is on my phone, and as you can see there, the Atomi Smart app. And if I pull it up, you can see what's happening now. It's saying, "Hey, we're running, right? You have it set to 60. I can click up the temperature and tell it I want it to go to you know 67 degrees." And it turns mm-hmm. on, um, you know, you've got the switch down at the bottom to turn it off, turn it back on. You've got the um, schedule, which I can set, I believe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can set a schedule. I don't have one yet, but you can tell it, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to come on certain days. Um, you can also, you know, have the um, the screen has a, so I have actually have it right next to me over here, but it's got a screen Mm -hmm. on the front that gives the Mm -hmm. temperature that you have it set to. You can turn the screen off. So if it's in a dark room where you're watching TV, it's not going to, you don't want that bright light shining. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's got lots of, lots of cool options Mm -hmm. here. Um, Even in kind of an eco mode where it won't overheat or won't, won't turn on this heat to its highest level. It'll kind of slowly ramp up uh, a little bit more. Um, so one more thing, and I'm going to see if this actually does this here. I think it has to actually be on. Let's see. Let's see if I get a little announcement here. Live podcasting people. Yeah. Love it. This is it. (laughs) Well, so let me actually show you. This is, here we go. So here are some of the things that came up earlier Mm -hmm. when I set this up. Is that oh. if you actually tilt it over, oh, that's it'll nice. notify you to your phone to say, hey, by the way, <laughs> it's been tipped over, right? Which, of course, is something you need to go and correct. And then when yeah. you correct it and put it back on its base again, then it, tells it notifies you, hey, you. it's all good. Very right? important with something like a heater that is obviously yeah. generating heat. You don't want to have it generating heat laying down on your floor. So, right, yeah. right. So I, I tell you, That's this good. has been super slick. It's helped uh, with what we had a need for, uh, which was mm-hmm. a space heater, but I wanted more control of the space heater. Um, we've done a, a few things, like I think, Alan, we've talked about it before, where I have, uh, you know, we are Amazon Alexa folks uh, in mm-hmm. my house. And so I have a, a nighttime kind of a schedule where I'll say, Alexa, good night. It turns off every light that I have on in the house at that time, turns off the outdoor lights if we had those on. Uh, it actually turns this heater off now. So if I happen mm-hmm. to forget every night, it's going to turn that heater off just so that it's not running through the night um, down in my basement, which, of course, is you know not where I am uh, going to be at that time. So uh, it's super slick. Right? The app has worked great. It's not one of those that's you know, has a hard time getting into the Alexa or the smart mm-hmm. system. You know, some of those you have to relabel and they don't respond sure. quite well. First time well, this, I this one worked pretty good for you. Pretty, I, pretty I, nice all I did was all I did was add it and said mm-hmm. add it to Alexa. And then I went in and right away I didn't even bother with it. I said, let me try this. Um, you know, Alexa turned the heater to 72. Sure. Boom. Right away. And nice. so Super slick. So well, and you have to be. I mean, I'm glad you brought this up, and you you kind of are able to recommend this because I mean, I, I think you think 
people are sensitive to the idea of anything automated that is generating heat or something that you don't want to have running for very long. That's even different than even like an air conditioning thermostat in that this is like emanating direct heat out of a, right. out of a unit. So having right. that Wi-Fi control over it is obviously important. I love the scheduling idea of it just to say, right. Hey, look, you know, we're never home during the day. We're not going to be in the basement. So don't, you know, just start it running at you know five o'clock or so. Yeah. Cause we yeah. may, we'll probably come down for dinner or we'll come down to watch something or whatever. So we want it to be a little warm, but five to nine or five to 11, whatever, that's the only times you run it and then just go ahead and shut it down and not leave it on. Um, it's just great. It's why, yeah. it's why I think thermostats are some of the most, uh, the most beneficial when it comes to automation, because, well, because not only safe, are you right? fixing comfort, but you're saving money. Um, yep. You're saving electricity by being very careful about when things are on and off. So it's great. And yeah. Being, being safe, right. Safety is yep. kind of a key. Safety is great. So, too. Yep. <clears throat> and I will just make a real quick plug. I know a lot of these that have Wi-Fi connections, are a little clunky in order to get them on your Wi-Fi and to actually get it to register. So this one, I, I was pretty impressed by. It had not only the Wi-Fi. So, Alan, you know, a couple of those devices you have to go and connect to its own little Wi-Fi that it puts mm-hmm. out and then tell it how to get to your Wi-Fi and all of that. This actually has a Bluetooth connection as well. So when you're setting it up, you turn the little Wi-Fi button on, and then you go to your Bluetooth and it recognizes via Bluetooth that, hey, I know that our heater is right here. Can we connect to your Wi-Fi? There you go. So it was incredibly slick. So I, I so far I have zero problems uh, with this. And usually I'm fairly picky on these things. But uh, I will say this is the second one we bought. Uh, the first one, which was a nice one as well, not the same company. We bought one that I wanted to put on the wall, and it kind of looks like a cadet heater that's on the wall, but it's just mounted flush, maybe a you know, three or four inches from the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked really well, uh, but the wife vetoed that. Um, she said that you know she didn't want something that was permanent on the wall, which makes sense, right? And now yeah, that I think sure. about it, you move, you move the move. The she's always been around. much. She's always much been smarter. much much smarter than you. So. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she okay. she figured that out. We sent it back, bought this one, and. So far, it's been fantastic. So, so that go. is a Tomy, and let me just show you real quick, just because I think I always like any company when they have a, a kind of a nice assortment of smart products. Yeah, to show. But that's the infrared heater you were talking about up here in the corner, right? The one on the wall, or something. Well, so I, we actually ordered one that looked very similar to that from a different company. Um, oh, okay. but it was gotcha. that similar idea, same size. Same idea. We mounted it. Um, yeah, and uh, we chose not well, to do it. But if you scroll down. But this Next company's row, got wall yeah. lights. They've got a ceiling yep. fan. There's your smart tower heater, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's it. Cool. Yeah, and it's even got I a tabletop one, which is kind of kind of slick. So, yeah. So yeah. I actually, you know, given that we know several of these, Alan, we know Wise and Casa and several of those companies that have a lot of these different smart devices, uh, and I'm always a little weary of new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been impressed so far. So I kind of expect that you know when I'm looking for things like lighting and all of that, I may go back to this company. Uh, as right. well and try to see what they've got. So, so awesome. that was a hundred about $120 for this. Yep. And, um, you know, I, uh, I'm very pleased with it so far. So can, Atomi smart, A T O A T O M I S M A R T Atomi smart. Atomi smart. Yep. You are vouching for the, uh, the tower heater, smart yep. tower heater. Okay. Yep. All right. Smart tower heater. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and hit my second one. Um, I feel like it's maybe been mentioned before, but not as a suggestion. 
I could be wrong. Maybe just you and I have talked personally about it. Um, how many, how many photos, Brian, do you think you have in your photo library on your computer? Oh God. If you had to guess. Uh, yeah, eight thousand, ten thousand. Okay. I'm about yep. I'm about in the same neighborhood. I was going to say about yep. seven to nine, seven to ten thousand, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, of those, how many do you feel like are uh, either not great photos, but they're just ones that were taken and uploaded with all your others, or ones that were duplicates, like kind of like you know you take a picture of your family and you take four shots of it. They're just very very slightly different. You know, think about those kind of like extra photos that you don't really need. You just 30%. because because photo taking is so convenient. It's like, right. well, we're going to go ahead and take four versions of this photo because why not? It's it's it doesn't cost us anything to take more film uh, photos like it did when we used to use film. The problem is, yeah, I agree with you. I'm thinking about thirty percent of my photos are ones that are either blurry unneeded photos, duplicate photos of some sort or something like that. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's all space on your computer taking up room. That's also affecting how fast your photos app may work. If it's got a lot more photos to go through that you don't need. And there's just something, uh, some people like myself that just get a little hung up on organization and <laughs> cleanliness of things. Doesn't like going through my photo library and finding, Oh wow, I've got, three versions of the same photo floated through my library. And I want to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, but this. you're so passionate about backup. Doesn't that make you feel good that you now have three versions of that photo? Or you want well, to make sure you put it in a different location? Is oh, my photo is going to be, yeah, it has to be in a different location. Okay, Having three versions it. in the same library does nothing for me. That I get I, I get no excitement or enjoyment from that. You okay? are so if I know I've got three copies of the same photo in three different places, that gives me peace. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I tell you what, I'm I'm amazed that people aren't watching right now. How exciting <laughs> we are! <laughs> cables, well, right? Backup. We're and, talking cables and backup and photo oh duplicates my. and all that. So this is uh, this is my uh, recommendation, Gemini yes. Two. Have you ever used this, Brian? You I have, have and I'm yeah. very excited that you're bringing this up. I so, love this app. Um, this is a duplicate file finder. Now I need to clarify a couple things. There is a desktop version of this and a mobile version. They work a little different because they're different focus to each version. Uh, the, 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 the desktop version of Gemini 2, it truly is a duplicate file finder, meaning any type of file on your computer is going to help you find duplicates. So it is a uh, really simple app. I'm actually going to fire it up here in a second and just show you how it works. And what I love about it, though, is even though it'll find documents, like if you have three versions of the same Microsoft Word document on your computer, you just want to get rid of the other two and keep one, this will help you find those. But when it comes to photos, it actually applies a lot of intelligence to how it finds duplicates. So, for example, if it sees that you took a, you've got four photos of the same building, just slightly different angle maybe just or just slightly you held the camera a little differently but you take multiple ones in a row it can help you spot those and easily eliminate all but the best one so in other words you got your six snaps you took of a building down to the one that you really like and you know you've got it and you can get rid of the duplicates so it does a lot of intelligence scanning and i'll show you how that looks like here in a minute too um it does it for photos it does it for music if you've got downloaded music on your computer but you've got it in multiple places. It can help you get rid of that and clean that up for you as well. 
And it's just a really nice interface too. It's really simple and easy to use. You can tell it to run it on your entire computer, or you can just say, just just scan this one folder for for files and show me what duplicates you've got. And then it gives you a very simple way of getting rid of those duplicates. So it'll say, hey, here's all the duplicates I found. And on this file, I found four different copies. So do you want to get rid of the other three? And you can just say, yep, click it, and they're gone. And you know you got your original still in the original place. Very, very nice. Very, very simple. Very good app for people like me that likes to have everything a little more organized on my workspace. And I know where things are. So let me actually show you what this looks like, because then I'm going to show you the mobile version. The mobile version, I actually like better, but for different reasons, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Let me stop this, and then I'm going to share the actual Gemini 2 app. Okay, so here we are. This is running on my desktop computer right now. I've got the Gemini app running, and I can basically drag a folder over from my computer onto this icon, and it will then start scanning for it. So I'm going to take the pictures folder right here. Okay. I dragged it on there. It says, all right, cool. Ready to scan. And I'm going to say scan for duplicates. Now, I don't know how long this is going to take, Brian. So I may stop it prematurely and just let it show me the results it got so far. Cause I don't want to sit here for too long waiting for this yeah. on the yeah. show. But just the idea is that it's scanning your entire directory and it's trying to find those duplicates for you. So I'm going to go ahead and tell it to stop and let's see what it's got for me already here. Okay. Um, it did not do it cause it did not finish it. So yeah. let me try a different folder of one that might be a little bit easier and faster to do. I'm going to go start over and let me now try this. This folder should not have a lot in it. Of course I say that and it'll probably take forever. But, um, so this idea once again, is it's scanning that folder that you put in place and it's like saying, okay, not only is it, looking for the simple duplicates you would expect where like the file name's exactly the same or whatever. But it's also looking to see, okay, maybe the file name is the same. Maybe you name this file the same, but it's actually the same thing. It's the same yeah. movie. It's the same photo or whatever. So that's why it's taking longer to scan. It's not just looking for the file name. It's looking for truly duplicate content on your computer and it's going to help you identify that. So here, uh, I'm going to give this a few more seconds. The anticipation already, is killing me, Alan. It already me. says, look, it's found five gigabytes oh. of what it thinks are maybe duplicates on my computer, which is uh, You're already so excited right now. for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it says completed. I'm going to review the duplicates, it says. All right. So now this opens up to this window. And sure enough, there are some movies here that I know I've got multiple versions of on my computer. So this is a movie up here, for example. I can click and it shows me there's one version. And there's another version and it's Hmm. the exact same file and they're in two different places. I can actually roll over and see what folders that they're in on my computer. And if I decided I want to get rid of one, I can just check it and say, I'm going to get rid of that one. And down in the bottom right, I've got a button to say remove. So I can actually go through this curation process and say, yeah, that's a duplicate. I don't need that one. Or I want to keep the one in this location, but not these other ones. And it will just help me uh, get rid of all of them in one fell swoop. And again, it's not just basing it on file name. It is basing it actually on the content of, in this case, the movies that I scanned. It actually sees that even though the file name may be different, they're basically the exact same movie. And it's letting me choose which ones to get rid of. Okay. So that, and it happens for any type of file. It can be Word documents, spreadsheets, can be photos. It can be music, anything you've got on your computer. 
you're able to do uh, find those duplicates with very, very easily on that. Nice. All right. So Alan, we, we, uh, you'll remember we talked about, I don't know, it's been a while, but we talked about something called like duplicate file finder, like a different version of this. And yep. I think you ended up mentioning that's where you mentioned this. We didn't talk too much about it. I think it. that's it's what it was. Yep. Um, so does this one also, uh, can you, can you set some rules about, you know, I think we talked about the other one would suggest don't ever delete something from my my movies folder, you know, delete it from everywhere else or yeah. something to that effect. Can you set a few rules to it to make your system a little bit more efficient? Yeah, great, great call on that. So there's a lot of great preferences here on on the Gemini app. So one of them in particular is an ignore list. You can actually choose different types of files or file extensions hmm. that you say, you know what, don't don't touch these. Don't even try to give me the option of removing duplicates from these types of files. So I can add certain types of files. I can add different file extensions. You know, file extensions are that dot whatever at the end of a file. Right. So let's say you don't want to touch any Microsoft Excel documents. You're like, nope, I do not want to even think about that. Duplicates. If there's duplicates, there's a reason for it. So just don't touch them. Then you can say on the file extensions, don't turn off anything that is a uh, .xls, Mm -hmm. which is the Microsoft Excel extension. And you don't have to worry about it after that. Um, You've got a lot of selections on the smart uh, selects. So it's via different locations you you want to look for. You can say, you know what, always select duplicates from these locations for removal uh, or never go after these certain folders. And you can pick those yep. as well to work with. So a lot of things you can go in and fine tune this. So it's not just a blanket. I mean, if all you want to do is find duplicates, you can honestly just drag and drop your folders on there and it will find them. But if yep. you want to be a lot more nuanced with it and very selective of the type of files to look for, you can certainly do that. You even now, have let me. A- Really yeah. quickly, let me let me just say to people why you might want to do that and why that'd be really helpful. If you're like me, you know, I have I have some folders that are when it gets to that folder, like the documents folder or like some sort of safekeeping folder, when it gets to that point, I've purposely put it there and I don't want to lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's in other places, those those are the ones I want to get rid of. So if I happen to have That's it on my desktop yeah. and I have it in documents, but it hasn't, or it also just got to my safekeeping uh, folder. Then yeah. you can say, you know, don't touch my safekeeping, right? Because I don't want to lose that one and then think that I'm keeping yeah. the other one on the desktop. So no, good point. this is a great chance for people to really think about their system, the way they handle files. And, you know, if you're someone like me, I put it on the desktop when I'm working on it, then I store it away when I'm done with it. And so if it's still in both places, of course, get rid of the desktop one as long as there's another one elsewhere. So, yeah, yeah really, point. really nice system for, for people that are, that are willing to put the time and energy into setting it up. Well, one thing I was going to mention, too, is, is in the preferences, you have the option of uh, let's say you're not someone who wants you'd rather be notified when a duplicate is created on your computer pretty, pretty early on. And in other words, you're not wanting this to be on every couple of weeks. You're having to run this app and go check everything. Yep. The Gemini 2 app does allow you to turn on what's called a duplicates monitor and tell it that you want it to have it starting that application running in the background of your computer when you boot up your computer. And it will do just like what you think. It is going to be kind of scanning in the background as you're working. And when it detects a file gets duplicated, it's going to notify you when a little kind of pop up uh, drop down notification. 
So then you can go through the process of deciding if you want to remove it. Now, you know, you may be saying, hey, why, you know, if I make a duplicate of a simple little small text file, it's not a big deal. No, it's not. But what if you accidentally had a duplicate of a giant, you know, two gigabyte movie file that was taking up a lot of room on your computer? Be nice for somebody to say, hey, by the way, you already got a copy of that. You already have that on your computer. You don't need this other copy of it. And it's just a great way to kind of keep it clean. So you can have the duplicates monitor turned on as an option as well, which uh, I've used a couple of times before and is nice. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I enjoy running this app on its own. So I don't really, I turn off that background app and I'll just every couple of weeks, I typically will just run this quickly to see if there's anything I need to get rid of. Just like your entertainment, right? This is what I do Friday nights. um, I come home from work. I fix a nice little glass of, of whiskey. And um, I run Gemini 2 duplicates to find duplicates on my computer. Yeah, I sit down, turn the my, music nice and low, <laughs> and then and I get ready look, for a backup. The kids, the kids know that's daddy's time. Don't mess, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with daddy. And daddy's checking it's for his a, duplicates. When, when, when daddy's doing duplicates, don't, don't come bother daddy. Right? Daddy's doing duplicates. Um, yeah, we got an invitation to a great. party the other night. It's like, well... That's, that's, duplicate, that's duplicate night. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to be able to make it or not. Man. So the, the key is, I mean, you really have the balance going, right? You've got your backup nights, right, where you, you do duplicate things purposely. And then you've got your duplicate night where you trim it down efficiently. Man, I tell you, you don't Don't forget about fire scanning an night. Fire scanning night is, is typically I'll try to do a Thursday night on that one. Um, I love it. Yeah. Hey, let me show you one more thing with this app. I want to show you the mobile. Oh, I can't version. wait. No, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the mobile version actually is really fun to use. Um, the mobile version focuses oh, yeah. like if you get the, uh, if you are getting the Gemini two app on a mobile device, which is what I'm going to show you right here. Um, let's see. There we go. Um, this is really fun. So this is focused on your photos. Okay, because in iOS, you don't really have the same duplicate file issue that you would on a computer, because in general, you don't have a lot of files being stored. You have, uh, you know, photos are the biggest thing that are going to be duplicates on your on your iOS device. So Gemini 2 is great. Uh, Forty three thousand photos. I was way off, Brian, on my photo library. Ooh, forty three thousand photos. I don't know where I got seven or 8,000 from, but it is saying I've got 43,000 photos in here. Um, As you can see, once I pulled the app up, it started kind of categorizing for me different types of duplicates or potential duplicates to scan for me. So for example, similar, it's finding photos on my, on my phone that it thinks are similar to another one, meaning they're not exact duplicates. They are, ones that I might've taken one after another. And it's basically the same thing, the same content, but they're just, just a little tiny bit different, but close enough that I want to be able to see, maybe I don't need uh, those versions. So for example, okay, so maybe, I, maybe uh, I was, maybe I was misreading, but did that say 24,000? 24,000 things are similar and you have 40 yeah. something in there. So yep. you basically just take two of everything. Is that what you're, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to, Remember, yeah. So, for example, here's a great example. Here, I went to a concert the other night. Mm-hmm. Here are two photos. They are technically different photos, but they look snapped almost it, snapped it identical. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, one of the singers' heads moving in a different direction, I would think it was the same photo. So it's saying, "Hey, look, Alan, 
you want to keep both of these <laughs> or you want to get rid of them? And I could say, you know what? Yeah, let's get rid of one. And it's actually kind of selecting for me the best duplicates. It feels like that are kind of redundant ones that I have hmm. in that collection. So again, that's kind of that smart intelligence. It's applying to the photos. Yep. Um, it, now there is a section on here for actual duplicates and that's here. Oh, I got and I've only got okay. one. Okay. And this is a graphic I had to do for a, a part of a show, but I have two exact duplicate in my photo library. So yes, I can definitely get rid of one of those. That's not a problem there. And Alan, it's saying duplicate as in truly the exact same, not, not one's a, you know, better no. quality than the other one's a, a bigger file. It's exactly the same. Duplicates okay. are exactly the same. Similar okay. are very, very close. They could be different file sizes or versions okay. of the same one. It does the same thing with videos. It will find very uh, duplicate or similar videos on my thing. Here's another thing. Screenshots. How many times do we accidentally oh, take guess. screenshots on our phone? It's automatically so showing me the screenshots that are duplicates or ones it feels like are not necessary. <clears throat> and I can choose to get rid of those very easily as well. Nice. Um, blurred. <laughs> blurred photos. Hmm. It groups a lot of blurred photos. Man, I have to say, you are incredibly gutsy right now showing your, your I'm I'm mentally before I press a button on my phone I'm thinking to myself okay oh is my there God. anything here that's going to come up I need to be careful about and I'll be honest with you I am kind of averting my eyes because I just don't no, want to no, see fine. anything that you you know you have accidentally that would be hilarious I mean it would be kind of funny yeah. So. Um, yeah. so that's the way it it's works the last um, time that brothers in tech goes live yeah <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, that this is a little more of a fun version of the app. I mean, you know, the desktop version is great and it's very functional. And again, the desktop version is a lot more focused on all your files. But Gemini 2 on the on your mobile device is all about photos. And it's really gets very granular with how it helps you identify those duplicates or or one. So it will not like duplicate. It will not do other files. No, like I don't believe so. app or things mm. like that. No, I have not seen any option to do okay. anything other than that. So. Which kind of makes sense because there's not a ton of files on your. No, on your the phone. only file system you have, at least on iOS and, and on the iPhone, is a uh, you know in your files app. But yeah. again, those are on typically my phone ones or whatever. That, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Gemini hasn't rolled out any need to do duplicates on that yet or find those. But um, I like what using the price, Gemini app. Uh, you know? 20 bucks, 20 bucks okay. for the desktop version. Okay. It is a one-time purchase. You don't have to worry about subscriptions or anything. Although I'll tell you, uh, we've mentioned it before the setup, uh, subscription service. Oh, is it part of uh, that? Has Gemini two nice. as one of its apps. So nice. if you pay the 10 ish dollars a month for the setup software subscription on the Mac, Gemini two is one of those apps. So right away you get a $20 value just from that $10 a month subscription. Very cool. Um, so it's great. And it's, again, if you purchase it, it's a one-time purchase. Um, you don't have to worry about any, you know, monthly payments on that. But it is part of that subscription, which I love. So that's why, that's how I use it and started using it initially. So Gemini 2, it is made by MacPaul. M-A-C-P-A-W. I'm going to put that up on the screen below us here. The website address. MacPaul is the company. They make a lot of great software products, but Gemini 2 is the one I'm a big fan of, I love using, and uh, just wanted to share that with that's you. Great, very cool. Yeah. Well, well, that's Brian, a good that, one. I have, I have our, used it before, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's I. 
I, I think it's you, incredibly good. You mentioned a file duplicate app before. I do recall that right. as, as one, and it's great. It was a good one too. But yep. um, Gemini two, I've just had a lot of fun with, and that's that's yeah. the one. I'm, I would say there, that uh, apps like that, there's a bunch of them out there, but be very careful about just downloading any anything, right? Because some of those you're you're providing access for this app to your computer maybe yeah. to your network, all of that. Just be really, really cautious. So I would definitely go after some of these that have been around a while that have really good reviews. Gemini has is, is absolutely uh, been reviewed highly. And uh, so be careful. Anything that you're allowing to go in and not only you know, sort your files, delete your files, uh, update your files, you're giving it access to your files and folders, be very cautious about it. Yeah. And, and yeah. honestly, yeah. I, would, I would probably pay for it. You know, yeah. If you find one that's free, there's a good reason why it's free. Yeah, they could be doing look for reviews, look for any kind of feedback online, look for other people using it. Don't don't just right. go get a duplicate file finder app uh, that you haven't researched and don't know any background on. And yeah, the chance of it doing something bad to your files, your computer is very high at that point. True. So, yeah. Okay, Brian. So it sounds cool. like in recapping our four picks for this episode, we had. Uh, I, I, I shared a cable, you shared a (laughs) coffee, coffee coffee mug warmer. Yeah. Um, then we did get it bumped up a little bit. You did share a Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi smart heater for, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, your space in in, in your basement space. And then I shared this, uh, Gemini two intelligent, smart duplicate file finder. Uh, so overall, I think we did. Okay. Um, I think I, I kinda, probably you know, cost you a little bit more money, right? Yours? I, mean, yours? I, think, I think, yeah, I think our coffee warmer and our cable kind of canceled each other out, but I think my They were about the same price. Your heater was heater about, what, 20, 120? 120, yep. Okay, and mine was just 20. So you you yep. were up $100 on total expenditures uh, on this episode. Hmm. So are you going to buy either of mine? Um, I will, I I think I'm going to buy one of the the coffee mug warmers because I definitely need one for the office. I used to have some old ones that were just the plug in ones and you just flip the switch and they just heat, but there's no control to it. And I always worried that I was going to leave it on and all that. So having the automatic shut off, having it set different temperatures is really important to me. So that's good. Um, I don't need a space heater. Um, yeah. right now I need a space, uh, cooler. <laughs> so oh, we have a, uh, okay. we have I an old, uh, ni- we have an old 1950s house that has a attic that was converted into an upstairs where my two sons live. And, uh, it gets warm. We had a, uh, we had a, a, a wall unit put in upstairs, kind of a wall Mitsubishi kind of, uh, cooling unit but it doesn't push all the way to both the bedrooms very, very well. Hmm. So I'm, I'm in the market for looking for something and I definitely need something that's Wi-Fi schedule controller because I don't want it running yeah. all day long either. So I'm um, going to be looking in the market for that. That'll be something. Well, I, like. I mean, this is, this is where your, your kids live, right? So it's not that yeah. important. Right? No, so, I mean, yeah. actually I kind of like it being warm up there. I just kind of like make them sweat a little bit, you sure. know, and, yeah, and, and it makes it come down every once in a while, right? Look, this is the way life is. Life isn't yeah. going to be always convenient and comfortable. Right. Sometimes you're going to sweat in the middle of the night <laughs> when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. yeah you're, you're father of the year. It, father of the year. It does force right them to come downstairs. You're right. That's about the only time I see them. So, yeah. so uh, But no, I, it is something we need to look at. I got excited when you mentioned 
and I saw the picture of what you were going to share. I'm like, oh, that looks like a yeah. cooler, but it's no, yeah. it's a heater. So I need the opposite. Yeah, I yeah, I did not look into coolers, but I'm assuming now. So you know, I have to say that I I just never thought of one of these having Wi-Fi built in. I guess I was always thinking, okay, yeah. it's got heat built into it, so why would it have a lot of electronics in it and all of that? And and I guess I just. Had not thought about it well hey, enough, but I tell you, it's great. The, yep. the oven we have right now, oh, we have a, an invection oven in our uh, kitchen we had to get a few months ago. And uh, it is Wi-Fi controlled. And at first I thought, okay, well, that I don't see the point in that. But actually, it's great because, uh, you know, if I'm cooking something and I uh, finish cooking, but I forget to turn the oven off, it can notify me. It pings me a little note to, to my phone. I can turn it off remotely so I can do it from wherever I can uh, be notified whenever it hits the right temperature. You know, if I'm in another room, I say go ahead and preheat to certain degrees. I can be somewhere well, else. By the way, don't, will... don't go crazy here, Alan, because you're, you've got a bit in the making there, right? I'd love to, to have <laughs> That's you true. actually bring Maybe that I should save this up. Yeah. Maybe you want to, you want to trim this last part? Let's save it. Oh, we're Let's live. We're live. Oh, nobody's yeah. listening. It's fine. Yeah, you can trim it. <laughs> I will save it. That'll be, that could right. be a good. Yeah, please do. For, Cause uh, I, because we're 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 potentially in the market for some new okay and stuff, good so. I'll yeah. share that with you then all right and that would Why definitely cost me a lot of money you, you yeah that was that definitely gonna, sure. that's yeah. going to increase the average spend on this episode for sure mm-hmm. so this has been our brothers in tech episode uh, suggestions episode our bits episode we do this wow. once a month but we do record something every week uh, from a technology standpoint normally we're just digging into different topics of interest whether it comes to different products, different types of uh, technology services. We start, uh, we get into some good deep discussions about different home, family, and personal technology options for you. So we encourage you to check out, you know, we'll be on the video program here every week, but then we'll also be putting this out as an audio podcast every week. If you'd rather just listen to the audio side of it, there's an option for doing that as well. And then Brian uh, contacting us if they have questions or their own suggestions they'd like to share for great home technology, what would, uh, yeah. how would they do that? Well, they can send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. It's info at the mesh.tv. You can tell us uh, topics you'd like us to get into. And, uh, um, you know, if you have some, uh, you want to disagree with us about some of our, our bits, or you want to add on and give us a, another suggestion that we can pawn off as our own, uh, please send that to us. And, uh, you can also go to our website, which is www dot nope i'm on it there you go thank you brothers dash in dash tech.com you got it brothers dash in dash tech.com and uh you can see some of our previous episodes uh listen to early episodes before we did video we've got some great content out there and um this is where we'll start to to put some reviews of other uh other devices and home technology solutions so and Alan, I just want to quickly mention that uh, Shane, we hear you. Uh, Wi-Fi appliances are a great thing. So uh, oh, thanks yeah, for absolutely. contributing. Hey, so, Shane. How you doing, man? Yeah, uh, they are great. Yeah, no, we, we, you know what? I, I mean, in all honesty, I'm not trying to get us off track here, but I was really hesitant on the idea of Wi-Fi appliances. I, yeah. I love Wi-Fi connected devices, but appliances, I was starting to kind of, I didn't know if I saw the value in refrigerators uh, washing machines and so forth. But it, it, after a while you start to realize being notified of things, especially when something is cooking or needing to get, uh, you need to know when a cycle's done so you can start something else. Yeah. Yep. So know you can get notified and not have to just be an audible range of a tone or a beep or something. 
it, it does really make good sense. So I, I yep. get it now. I wasn't the biggest uh, the biggest fan initially, but I have been a kind of convert on that for sure. No, I'm I'm with you. And and again, we I think we've talked briefly about it, but my only concern with them is that's another thing that could go wrong. But as long as you have something that if that's not working, that doesn't disable what you're doing, then yeah. I'm all for it. Right. In I'm other words, you're it. saying if the Wi-Fi part of that appliance were to go bad, you want to make sure yeah. you didn't buy into an appliance that now is unusable because the right. the technology right. didn't work. Right. Yeah, it needs to have manual controls as well as Wi-Fi, that sort of thing. Okay. So you can Good always point. default back yeah. to the the. You know, I have a friend who bought a really slick oven, ended up taking it back because he said, "I just." I can't actually figure out now how to turn it off. Sometimes it's, it's like a completely thing. Everything's supposed to be done via voice and supposed to be done via, mm-hmm. you know, t- uh, different types of uh, inputs. So, you know, just be careful that, you know, with those things, you want to make sure that will it work normally without the smart features? And if it will, then the smart just makes it even better. Right. So I think that's great. That's great. Good point on that. Okay. All right, Alan, this well, I think fun. we're done. I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah. yeah, this is a good good attempt at our first truly live version of the show. And again, we just do this because you know Brian and I are going to talk technology when we get together on the phone anyway. So we just thought might as well flip on a camera and record it and there you go. see what happens. So, all right. Well, this has been Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Thanks a lot for watching or listening. And uh, feel free to drop us a note if you got questions or ideas for future topics we can discuss. But uh, we will look forward to talking to everybody next time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. And that's when I'm supposed to play something at the beginning. So hold on. Still learning this whole life thing. Just hold tight. Here we go. Now we are ending. Thanks, Shane. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.